0: Welcome to Impostrix Podcast, where we affirm the lived experiences of professionals of color who navigate imposter syndrome and racial toxicity at work. The tools that you learn here will help you confidently address racial toxicity at work, put that imposter syndrome to the side, stand in your power, and resist racial gaslighting. I'm your host, Whitney Knox black mother to black boy children, civil rights attorney and an anti-racism educator and trainer. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're glad you're here. Episodes are published every week. Make sure you go back and listen to our past episodes. All right, here we go. Hey friends and happy new year. I can't believe it's already 2024. Of course it is. That's what happens every year. This is going to be a quick episode and it's going to be a bit non-traditional for Impostrix Podcast. So if you are joining me for the first time, hey, my name is Whitney Lee. I am the host of Impostrix Podcast. I'm also an attorney, a mediator, a consultant, and a mom and a wife. I am currently on break from podcasting for the next couple of weeks. And by break, what I mean is no new episodes are being aired, except for, of course, this one. Um, I'm spending this time to do some business planning, um, record new episodes for season two, and kind of catch up on life a little bit, do some strategic planning and some um, self-care. So I just wanted to record a quick episode to give you an update about what you can expect from me and from Impostrix podcast in 2024. First off, I want to start by saying, as a Black American, uh, some of you know that I identify as a Black American because I don't have um, a good understanding of my ancestry and my roots. And so in 2024, one of my goals is to get to know some of my extended family, get to learn some of the stories, some of the legacy, some of the experiences and the resilience that runs in my family lines. And one of the things that I'm most grateful for of 2023 actually happened last week when I had the opportunity to visit my extended family on my mother's side in Clarksdale, Mississippi. My mother is a daughter of the Great Migration, which means I am a granddaughter of the Great Migration. And if you're not familiar with that term, what that means is that my mother's side of the family, um, from, from what we know, from as far back as we can tell, originates in the southern United States, Louisiana, and Mississippi. And In my grandmother's generation, so in the 1940s, my grandmother and grandfather who met in Clarksdale, Mississippi, moved to Chicago. There was a train route that went through Clarksdale and up to Chicago. But the Great Migration itself is the massive movement of Black Americans in the 1940s from the South to the North in search of more opportunities, and to flee the Jim Crow South. And my family was one of the families that left. So my mother grew up in Chicago. And from there, um, when my father and mother met, got married and then moved out west, which is where I am from, Seattle, Washington. So being a black American growing up in Seattle, Washington, away from my parents' families, I did not have the, I don't know how to say, kind of the rootedness in family that many people have, whether you're black or not. And a new mentor has come into my life who was sharing with me recently about how she draws on the strength of her ancestors um, and specifically some of the ancestors whose stories that she knows, whose um, experiences involved buying their freedom from slave owners and surviving the Holocaust, and just the thought of knowing more specifics about how our ancestors came to survive and how we, how I came to be, is something that's becoming increasingly important to me as I venture down this path of adulthood, yes, but also um, intentional resilience um, and growth and, of course, anti-racism and equity work, um, impact advocacy work, for me, it's all, it's all related. And to be able to draw on the strength of ancestors in a way that's a little bit more tangible, um, than, than the feeling that I feel inside. I don't know if this is making sense, but at any rate, the short of it is it's become important for me, more important for me to learn more about who my people were and, um, how their legacy lives on in me. And so I'll be spending um more concerted efforts to get to know family members um and then doing some genealogy research so so that'll be really fun for me and a sort of a source of strength but also i imagine um it will be difficult at times it'll be emotional and sad and there will be some grieving and so i'm trying to be open to that so as you hear episodes in 2024, which will contain seasons two and three. You'll probably hear um, me talk at at points about what I've discovered, um, because that'll definitely be a theme for me in 2024. And so I don't ever do this. But what I'm doing this year is instead of having resolutions, I'm having words. Words of the year because this will be a year of massive growth. Um, This year will probably have some failure. This year will probably have some mistakes because this year I will be doing many things for the first time and many things that I had never imagined I would be doing. Like they were not things that I planned for. So my words this year are resilience and gentleness because I, I talk a lot about rest and about self care. But I, I also really value hard work. I really value perseverance. I, I do long nights. I do work until I'm exhausted. That's a part of who I am. And it's a value that I have. Um, and so things are going to get hard. Things are going to get probably a bit hopeless. I'm not really sure where the money's going to come from. And I'm going to continue anyways. And so I'm looking forward to to that experience with optimism. And then I also need to just remember to be gentle with myself, with my expectations of the outcomes, um, and with other people who I'm going to be collaborating with. So that is, those are my words for the year, resilience and gentleness. As far as my plans for this year goes, I am launching a business. Um, I am a registered mediator in the state of Georgia. And so one of the things that I'm going to be doing is mediating. But also I really want to use the skills to really help with transformative conflict resolution and management in workplaces and specifically around race and culture-based conflict. So I say that to say I want to be able to support folks who are experiencing race and culture-based conflict within their workplace. If you are having that experience right now, I would love to speak to you um, for free at this point, as of January 2nd, 2024, for free. Um, Because I'd like to know what kind of support that you feel like you need, what kind of support when you have a consultant who's coming into your workplace and they're giving you the training, but they're not really doing anything else. They're not really providing any hands-on support or any guidance as to how to navigate certain situations. I want to know what it is that you're looking for and what you think would be helpful. And I'd like to work with you. It's, I mean, a little more complicated than that because obviously conflict takes multiple people. And, you know, I, I can't invite myself into your workplace. Um, but to the extent that I can work with you, I would love to be able to do that. So, you know how to reach me. My email address is impostrixpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm also on, um, Instagram mostly. So you can DM me there at impostrixpodcast. I also, of course, I'm going to be doing seasons two and three of Impostrix Podcast. I'm going to be doing mini series on a variety of topics that mean a lot to me, including returning from incarceration and navigating race and imposter syndrome in the workspace when you have such a polarized and kind of taboo history. But I'm also going to talk about mental health in May. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship in season three and employment law. So we've got a lot of cool things coming up. I am actively seeking sponsorship on a show-by-show basis. So if you are looking for opportunities to support a cause, I invite you to support Impostrix Podcast by becoming a sponsor. $100 would be really helpful and allow me to hire editors on a show-by-show basis, particularly if your organization or you personally Are very passionate or are a part of an advocacy organization that's covering one of the many topics that we'll be discussing this year. I would love to have your support in the form of a sponsorship. Again, if you are interested in that, please reach out to me. And the other thing that I'll say about what's in store for this year all of the episodes will be available, not just on audio, but also video. And I plan to do, um, some like current event kind of mini episodes that will be available on TikTok, um, as well as on the audio, you know, Spotify and Apple and those things. Okay, two more things that I wanted to raise with you today. And one is pretty exciting, which is that I've created a free tool that I invite you to utilize. This is the Working Within Our Values bingo card and reflection sheet. It's a car, a bingo card, like the bingo game. And I've identified a variety of different values that I have or um, just things that I want to be accountable to for myself over this next year. So some of them include financial goals, like adjusting my retirement account contributions. Some of them include mental health or career, um, emotional health goals, like completing career coaching, um, going to therapy, that type of thing. Some of them are helping us to stay accountable to being anti-racist in the workplace. So they include things like addressing a race or culture-based microaggression in real time. Another one is identifying and interrupting my own racial bias. So what I invite folks to do is to periodically reflect on what your work day or what your work week has looked like and where you found that you've done one of these tasks. Go ahead and mark it off. When you get five in a row, let me know. Shout bingo. Do a little dance. Let me know and I'll enter you in a drawing to win free Impostrix swag. I'm going to do this three times for three months in January, February, and March. You can get this tool from me directly, you can email me, you can visit the link in the um, episode description or on the website. The other thing that I'm offering for free are reflection questions. And these are really around accountability and getting in the hang of doing some of these things that many of us want to be able to do, but have a hard time living up to doing. So I've created some accountability reflection questions so that when you're going back and participating in this exercise, you can also take a second to think about, like, what did this action mean for me when I did it? Was it difficult? Was it easy? Did it feel awkward? How did my body feel? Um, did I need to rest afterwards? Did I use privilege in this situation that others don't have? And how did I use that privilege? So these tools are available for you for free. Um, So definitely reach out to get that and stay in touch with me about how you utilize these tools and whether or not they help. The last thing that I want to say, and I went back and forth a long time about whether to raise this or not, but let's talk about Claudine Gay. And I don't even want to talk about what she did or did not do I really want to talk about how triggering the situation has been for me. Um, So, Claudine Gay is the outgoing president of Harvard University. She resigned her position today, which is January second, and or was it the third, January second, and um, she still has a faculty position at this point, but she's no longer the president. At the beginning of December. She participated in a congressional hearing where her, the UPenn president, and then the MIT president were being held accountable for anti-Semitism that was happening on their campuses. And I've started watching that hearing. Um, it's three and a half hours long. The, the quote that continuously gets played is a quote where she is, being very wishy washy about whether or not anti Semitism on Harvard's campus is against the harassment and bullying rules at Harvard. I don't, I'm not gonna say, I, matter of fact, I don't agree with how she handled that. What I will say though is that there's three hours and 29 other minutes. And just as I've skimmed the transcript of that, there's many times in that hearing, where she is condemning anti-Semitism. But this is really beyond the point. I don't want to get into politics of that because, frankly, I'm not prepared. Um, What I want to talk about is how I've been so triggered by the comments that are coming at the, you know, first when she said those things, then when the plagiarism complaints started coming, and now that she's resigned. Comments that are coming out of the woodworks, and I heard one um, news anchor today this evening talk about how one thing that she felt was probably true was that every black professional in the United States who's aware of this situation is is really just thinking about themselves tonight and thinking about like the threat or the harm or, or where does that put us, you know? And that's how I'm feeling and it's not that i feel directly attacked because again like i don't know enough to have an opinion as to whether or not this person should or should not be the president of harvard university what i do know is that she is the first black woman president of harvard university um she's also the shortest serving president at harvard university and i don't believe that most people wanted her there and so You know, she's met with the scrutiny that so many of us experience. Um, And yes, she's in the public eye. Yes, she's the president of an Ivy League college, one of the more powerful institutions in the United States. Um, There's a lot of things at play, but it's super triggering to be reading all of this racist vitriol around her and her blackness and her womanness, and that she didn't deserve the job to begin with because she's a fake and she probably plagiarized her um resignation speech and you know it just goes on and on and on and on and um for others that found themselves stuck in the comments. I encourage you not to read them um, and not to engage. Choose your battles, but also make a decision when you're choosing your battles around what the relationship means to you as far as the person that you're communicating with. And so for me, random people who are commenting on YouTube videos and Reddit's and CNBC videos like deserve absolutely zero of my energy. So I will not be um, partaking in in that. Um, but of course, here I am on this podcast talking about, you know, how I'm feeling and, and what meaning what it means for me. So I'll say that this news for me today was really sad. Um, it's sad to see a black woman who fought so hard. Uh throughout her career to be in the position where she's the president of an ivy league university um whether it's that's good or bad it's it just feels sad to me um, so I don't know for what that's worth for anyone out there you know i i think, I think it's sad I think she's a trailblazer, and I'm grateful basically for her service. <laughs> I do plan on watching the entire um hearing and then maybe I'll do like a little mini thing about it later. But for now I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. That I am feeling triggered. I don't, you know, I there's really nothing to do or that I feel like I need to do right now other than just share that bit with other folks who may be feeling the same way. And it's eleven eleven and I'm gonna go to sleep soon. And I'll wake up tomorrow will be another day and I'll keep it moving. Thanks for listening to this very non-traditional episode of Impostrix Podcast. Um, I hope that you're sticking around for next season. And in the meantime, next week, I will be playing some reruns. And um, as always, please continue to support the show by sharing it with others, um, leaving reviews on Apple and Spotify, and engaging with me on Instagram. All right, y'all. Until next time, be validated and happy new year. And that's a wrap on today's show. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to leave me your feedback, write me a review, rate the show, and share with your community. I would love to hear from you. You can find all of my contact information, and you can find ways to support the show by donating or purchasing merchandise directly on my website, www.impostrixpodcast.com. Until next time, be validated.